I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath of Sex. Hello. Hey. Welcome to today's episode. Yes, we have a awesome birth stories for you, some birth adventures today. I'm super excited. Yeah, I love them. Guess what's going on, Megan? What? Our merch store. Yay. Oh man, I just am gushing over it. I just I love it. It's so awesome. All the cool stuff and just the different interpretations of the logo too. You can choose different variations of it and it's really surreal yeah there's sweatpants there's hoodies there's t-shirts there's period packs there's like handbags shoulder bags yeah so i would say canvas totes thank you yeah. canvas totes <laughs> handbags <laughs> we've gone into purses suddenly <laughs> yes totes thank you <laughs> for all of your needs yeah yeah carry all your stuff I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that closes on the 4th. So you have just limited opportunity to get yourself some awesome um, Aftermath of Sex merch. So if you're wondering, where do I go for yeah. said merch? Because yeah. I don't live there or I'm not going to the Women's mm -hmm. Affair where you guys are going to be. Then you can go over to our um, social. Yeah. So on Instagram, it's the AOS 411 and you can get our little QR code yeah. and it goes right to the shop. Yep. Um, and then on Facebook, it's yep. the Aftermath of Sex podcast, yep. and that goes right to our shop. So yep. go check it out. Support us. The reason we are offering this is, one, to get our name out there. We want people to um, hear about us and learn about us. And we're not really trying to make a ton of money, but we're trying to recoup some of the cost, the cost of making this lovely podcast yeah. because we love it and we want to keep doing it yes. for a long time we because we feel like it's important. Yeah. We're having a blast. Yeah. We love it. We're hearing good feedback. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, reason to keep going. Yep. Um, but it's, it can be an expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> it is. So we appreciate all of your likes and shares yes. and any of your support. Um, yes. Come see us if you're in the area, in Fairbanks, North Pole area. Come um, say hi. Come say hi at the Women's Affair. We'll be there this weekend. Yes. Everyone knows what that is. You're in the area. Yes. Sorry. And um, and like, review, share. Yeah. All your besties. Get... Oh, and... um. Send us your stories. We need your stories. Yeah, uh, you can share those at www.theaos411.com. Dot com. Thank you. Dot com. Yes. Breaking out in song again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Go on over. Whatever story you have, it's, you know, you can be anonymous. Yeah. It's important to remember that. Yeah. But in order to keep this going, we also need your stories. Yeah, we do. And I think people really appreciate hearing all of um, everyone else's experiences. Yes. And being able to relate to them and the vulnerability of, yeah. you know, being and, a woman. Yeah. And the little laughs and the little awes. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get started? Yeah. Let's hear some stories. Oh, and thank you all for being amazing listeners. Yeah, thank you. I just, you know, can't thank you enough for supporting us and it's listening really and 
um, humbling and heartwarming. Yeah. That you guys really. like to listen to us. Okay. I'm going to start crying before it even starts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Oh, am I starting? Oh, well, you said here we go. Oh, well, I guess we didn't actually. <laughs> usually we have a plan and we didn't go. Like, to who does it first anyway? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, um, and share this home birth story, which okay. is going to be fun, I bet. I like home birth stories. I think they're they're crazy cool. Mm -hmm. um, this is from Trisha. And she says, our home birth with our second child was my ideal birth. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Everything went exactly how I envisioned. With the help of my husband and midwives, we were able to bring our beautiful baby boy into the world. Looking back, I can't think of one thing that I would want different. Birth looks different for every single person. It can be traumatic or not go as planned. It can also go exactly how you wanted and be magical. Here's our beautiful home birth story. Oh, I, really I love that. that. Yeah. Home birth begins. 5 p.m. <clears throat> I had been having contractions on and off for days leading up to birth. Nothing extremely painful or consistent until the evening of December 23rd. Oh, Christmas baby. Yeah. After feeling a couple strong contractions that night, I started to clock them. They were consistently five to seven minutes apart, lasting about 30 seconds. I use a contraction tracking app, which is extremely helpful. A lot of people do that. Yeah. And it gives dad something to do too, yes. which they love to like yeah. be in control of the electronics. Yeah. So um, around 6 p.m. while cleaning up toys, I started to leak fluid. Ooh. Um, that was the first strong sign that we were going to have a baby later that night. My husband and I communicated our plan for the evening, which was to call the midwives as soon as our daughter was asleep and fill them in on my labor progress. She's so calm. Mm -hmm. She's had a baby before. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> As the evening continued, I cleaned and cleaned and cleaned because I figured it would be my last chance before baby arrived. You go, girl. It's, I know. There's some sort of innate, it like... It's weird. I did the same thing, too, with yeah. my last one. I had nothing else to do. Yeah. My contractions were definitely getting stronger. At this point, whenever I felt a contraction, I would stop what I was doing and focus on it breathe and allow myself to finish without interruption. This was extremely helpful to me by focusing on the contraction pain. I was able to keep my mind calm and stay in tune with what my body was doing. After T fell asleep around 9 PM, we all called our, we called our midwives. We communicated to them exactly what was going on. And they agreed that they agreed that I was in active labor. Their plan was to pack up and head to our home. My contractions were con, con Constantly, five minutes apart for 30 to 45 seconds long, I continued to focus through each one. They were painful, but I was still able to handle them fully on my own. While waiting for the midwives, my husband and I hung out together in our living room in front of the warm fire and watched Schitt's Creek. It's a show I've heard about. Is it? Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> that sounds like a great way to like pass the time in labor. But I feel like it's up Schitt's Creek battle without a paddle. <laughs> and that's kind of a situation for birth. And this is sweet, but <laughs> I'm sorry. And the warm fire sounds so I lovely. I have to figure out the show. <laughs> I don't have time for a lot of shows. Let's look it up. I'm gonna. Okay. Okay. The funny show. Oh, it was funny. Okay. The funny. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. funny show kept the mood light in between contractions. Whenever I felt a contraction coming on, we would pause the show and I would put all my energy towards it. 
I was switching between experiencing my contractions on a birthing ball and experiencing them standing up. In between contractions, I was also still prepping for what was to come. I set up my essential oil diffuser with lime and lavender. Oh, that's right. That lovely combination. Ate a bowl of yogurt and a protein bar. Drank a mixture of water and coconut water and had my birth playlist ready to start at any moment. Midwives arrive. 9.45 p.m. Our first midwife arrived at 10 p.m. She brought bags of supplies that my husband helped her carry into our house. While she was setting up, we talked about my contractions and she observed while I went through a couple. Once she felt situated, we headed to my bedroom to check my vitals and dilation. As we walked toward the bedroom, I heard my daughter saying, Mama! Uh My husband was able to go into her room and check on her. She was half asleep but needed to use the restroom really bad. (laughs) He took her to the bathroom and then tucked her back in bed. She did not even catch a glimpse of our midwife and fell back asleep almost instantly. That's so cool. Once my daughter was settled in again, we made a second attempt to head to the bedroom to check vitals. Know that every movement I made was in between contractions and I would instantly stop the moment I felt one. My vitals, temperature, blood pressure, and heart rate all looked great. Baby's heart rate also sounded great. I was four centimeters dilated when I wasn't contracting and was more during a contraction. Oh, okay. So, like, it kind of pushed out. Um, we transitioned back into the living room and waited for our other midwife to arrive as labor, labor progressed. 11 p.m. The next midwife arrived right at 11 p.m. At this point, contractions were feeling exhausting. After a contraction, all I wanted to do was rest. Sometimes it felt like I could fall asleep briefly after experiencing one. It's amazing Mm -hmm. when you're in the middle and you're so tired. Like you can fall asleep for seconds. I know. And then you wake back up. It's incredible. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The TV show or the TV was now off for the night and our birth playlist was playing faintly in the background. I was talking full I was taking full advantage of my birthing ball and by constant constantly bouncing on it. My husband was assisting with pain relief during each contraction by pushing on my lower back. That pressure gave me so much relief as the contractions continued to intensify. Transitioning rooms. She's so organized. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> At eleven thirty PM, I requested that we slowly start to migrate to our bedroom. This is when nausea began to set in. I was ha- handed a bottle of peppermint essential oil to start smelling and was brought some ginger tea. Thankfully, the nausea began to subside. I was constantly rotating between water, coconut water, and ginger tea. Good. Mm -hmm. Transitioning to our bedroom was smooth. We did it in little increments as to not, as to not disturb my contractions. Oh, that was a good idea. Just kind of moving slowly. So it kept going in the bedroom. We tried some other positions. We placed the, birth ball on the bed and I laid over it and um and got some rest I even laid down on the bed which felt amazing and I was actually able to get a little bit of rest in between contractions or at least that's how it felt I started to feel pressure around my anus but my contractions still felt like they were far apart at 12 30 a.m a midwife came in and said if you start feeling any pressure you can push I was I was and had been feeling pressure, but didn't think my contractions had gotten strong enough to have transitioned to this pushing stage. I told her that I was feeling pressure, but I thought my contractions were supposed to be closer together and hurt a lot more before I was able to start pushing. She asked if I wanted her to check my cervix. 
I was all for her checking me, but I did not want to lay down on my back. Flashback to labor with my firstborn when I laid down to have my cervix checked and had a contraction so so bad I threw up. Oh, yeah. She said she could do it with me standing, so I was all for it. She texted me and said, you have no cervix. You can push whenever you're ready. Yay. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And to be at that point yeah. and not feel like you're like, like, you're like losing your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Lovely. Here comes baby, 12.30 p.m. With my next contraction, I mentally prepared to push. Once that contraction stopped, we moved positions. I stood up over the front of my bed while my husband sat on the bed with his arms around me. During the next contraction, I listened to the pressure and pushed with it. Surprisingly, with that first push i felt a pop and water running down my leg my water broke when the contraction stopped i told everyone that i needed to go to the bathroom and pee once again flashback to my previous birth where the nurses forced me to go to the bathroom to pee because they told me once the baby got there in there they might have to put a catheter in me what if my bladder wasn't empty i had the worst contraction ever sitting on the toilet so she's having all these like yeah. Terrible, like, throwback thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my midwife knew that it wasn't necessary and told me to pee right where I stood and that I didn't need to go to the bathroom. What a relief. Another contraction came. I pushed and could feel baby moving down. The next contraction, I felt the head crowning and knew if I kept pushing, I could get them out. So that's what I did. First, the head popped out, then the shoulders, and my baby was in my arms at 1.06 a.m. Oh wow. God, that was so fast. That was great. What a nice delivery. This was our home birth. What a lovely home birth. It does sound like it was it, magical. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It sounds like it went just as planned. Which I, I love, love it. when they go just as planned. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. All right. Okay, so we have another one. This story is from Tammy. Okay, so I said I would submit a birth story when I had time to stop and breathe. I just <laughs> finished graduate school and passed CNM board. So here goes. Yay. Congratulations. Good job. That's so, so exciting. Hard. Yeah. My story starts in July 2005 when I found out I was pregnant. I found out right away at my missed period on July 24th. My husband and I were just dating. I was shocked, scared, and surprised. Here I was, 28 years old, him 35. I had been a nurse for seven years, and three of those were in labor and delivery. And now I I was surprised pregnant. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be lying if I didn't say I felt embarrassed and felt like I had done something wrong. Girl, no embarrassment. My boyfriend, now husband, was just as shocked as I was. Needless to say, we started on the journey of making a life together. We were married in October 2005. Of course, because I was an L&D RN and one day wanted to be a CNM, I sought out CNM care for my pregnancy. Jan McAllister, CNM, was my wonderful midwife that I had. I, I have to tell you that yeah. I worked with this midwife. Oh. I did. Oh, way oh, back, cool. like. In a long time ago. When I was a That's baby. Your, yeah. Like, I was a scrub tech. Oh, a scrub tech. I was a scrub oh, tech. before you were even a nurse. And she's one of the midwives that inspired me oh. to, like. Be who I am. Well, nice yeah. Job, Jan being an awesome. Yeah. Um, at one of my prenatal appointments around 20 weeks, Jan gave me a folder about hypnobirthing. My first response um, to her, Jan, I can't be hypnotized. <laughs> she <laughs> smiled at me. When I got home, I was a good student and looked through the folder. I read some of the birth stories in the folder and I was like, yes, this is the kind of birth I want. So I read the book and looked for a local teacher. 
I soon found Anne Hughes, who taught my husband and I the basis of hypnobirthing, the power of your mind, releasing fear, and remaining relaxed. I was soon trusting my body, practicing visualization, listening to birthing affirmations, and listening to good birth stories. I worked afternoons in my husband days, so we had three days a week that we could practice. He did not like practicing. He used to say, <laughs> you do this every day. You know what you're doing. And I would respond, yes, but now it's my body doing it. It is so different. So yeah. I need to practice. That's the that's the most and important thing. Yeah. If you are going to do hypnobirthing, it's not something you can just like go into labor and be like, oh, I'm doing this now. You have to put time into yeah. it. I always say like, you don't wake up one day and just say, I'm going to run a marathon today right. without having trained at all. Exactly. Same with hypnobirthing yep. or birthing non-medicated, honestly. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, let's see. So he would read me a script that would allow me to go into relaxation and a deepened relaxation state. Little did he know how good he did. We prepared. Every chance I could in the elevators at work on the OB unit with Braxton Hicks, I would practice my breathing techniques. I was all in. Good job. Yeah. The big day. Of course, labor started when I was at work in the OB unit. That's <laughs> what happens. I was 40 weeks pregnant on March 28th, my due date. I had seen Jan that morning and she had checked me and I was a typical primip, closed or one centimeter, 70%, nothing to write home about. Well, 70% is not a bad place to start as oh, a primip. It's yeah. thin. Okay. Yeah, could be worse. Yeah. So I went to work at 3 p.m. that day. We were insane that day. I of course. was put in charge of second circling deliveries. This is the nurse caring for the baby once they are born. Um, I attended four births that wow. day. I had felt the occasional contractions, um, but didn't think anything of them. I was so darn busy, I didn't have time to think about myself. Around 9 p.m. that night, I went to the bathroom and was surprised to see a small amount of bloody discharge about the size of a nickel. I was thinking... I am contracting. Maybe this is doing something. Oh. Little bloody show. It's always exciting. Um, I called my husband to give him a heads up, but I continued working. Of course Besides, you did. Right. <laughs> As any good nurse. I would. I was fine, and I still had two more hours of my shift. I continued to contract. I was paying attention to them more now. At 11 p.m., when I was giving a report, I called my husband to start our big bathtub. I knew oh. I wanted to relax when I got home. I also knew if this was the start of labor, I was going home to relax and labor there, not staying in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because you'd had such a long shift. Yeah. And a busy rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was home soaking in the tub by 1120 PM. What a good man. Yeah. Once there, I started um, to time my contractions and was surprised that they were four minutes apart. I got out and was excited to tell my husband who was up in bed. I then felt a gush and saw a pink tinge of clear fluid come out. And I thought, oh, my water broke. Nice. So throughout the night, I bounced on the birthing ball, laughed, talked, listened to the birth affirmations. Um, Don did some scripts uh, for relaxation for me. When we got tired, we slept and then a contraction would wake me up. My contraction settled between four to six minutes apart. When we got hungry, we ate, then slept some more. So nice. Yeah. By 5.30 in the morning, my contractions were waking me up. Dawn had packed the car, and I knew it was time now to call Jam. I arrived to the hospital at 07.30, and my contractions had spaced every 15 and 20 minutes, but were strong when I had them. You know, that happens. It does. It's it does like happen. you get to the hospital, and then everything is like, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. 
Jan checked me and confirmed that my water was not broken. Oh. I never had any more leaking throughout the night. And I was five centimeters. So that was great. That is great. I was so excited. I had labored at home and was so far um, having such an easy time of labor. I was thinking this is no big deal. Oh, dear. Girl, you were only half done. You already know. <laughs> but she's a labor nurse. She's like, oh, I got this. I know, but she already knows. She's she, a labor nurse. she knows. She knows. Um, oh, man, what's going to happen? I know, I'm excited. Okay. I was admitted to a room and needed an IV started for um, positive GBS. Jan told me to eat breakfast, have antibiotics administered, and try to take a nap. So we did just that. At 1.30 p.m., Jan came back to check on me. It had been four hours since my antibiotics were administered. I had rested, and my contractions were still 20 minutes apart, but strong. Bummer. She checked me, and I was seven centimeters. Girl, what is... You're, you're contracting what? every year. <laughs> Once a year, and you're changing. Is, That's you don't great. don't tell people it doesn't hurt to have a baby, do you? Oh, she might. I don't know. Let's I see. I have a friend who did that. Oh. I, again, was so excited that I was working through this labor like no one's business. I yes. bet you were, girl. I bet yes. you were on fire. She convinced me that we should release my membranes. I like how she put that in quotations. Mm -hmm. Release my membranes. Yeah. I feel like I want to start using that. I like it. You should say, can I release your membranes? Yeah. You because should. it's so less invasive. Like, it sounds so less yeah, I love medical. That. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which was the non-medical terminology that hypnobirthing used ah, instead of breaking your makes of sense. Water. Yeah, makes okay, sense. Okay, I like that. Hypnobirthing had a list of non-medical terms yes. to help promote a more positive birthing experience, like cesarean instead of C-section yeah. or waves instead of contractions. Yeah. I shared with Jan that I was worried about my contractions getting more uncomfortable once my water was broken. Her response. Tammy, you have you have to go there to have a baby. <laughs> oh man, but isn't it scary yeah. though? I knew um I knew she was right. There was no getting out of this without contractions getting closer together and stronger. So I agreed. I would say that this is when hard labor started for me. Yeah. Yep. I had three hours of it. More frequent contractions, using the breathing techniques I had practiced. My husband talking to me in his deep, relaxed voice with the relaxation scripts, which calmed me right down. Jan was amazed at how good he really was. They said they could watch my blood pressure go right down when he started the relaxation script. Oh, so nice. I spent the three hours walking around the room, taking a tub bath, rocking on hands and knees in bed, and taking a shower, all the while using my breathing techniques, listening to my birth affirmations, and listening to my husband read scripts to me. Around 5.45 p.m., I started feeling the urge to push. I pushed for an hour and I helped Jan deliver my beautiful baby oh. girl at 6.48 p.m. on March 29th, 2006. Oh, my gosh. I love, I love that. that. I can just see it. And I can just see yeah. It. We did not know what she was going to be. Another surprise. I pulled her up on my chest. She cried and cried. She had so much to say. Yeah. They even gave her a 10 on her second app guard. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Girl. That is. Because she was talking to us so much. <laughs> I had my colleagues as my nurses, Bev Gabor, my nurse, and Joni Campbell as baby nurse were women I had worked with for the last four years. It was special. My oh. husband cried and I collapsed with relief, joy, excitement, and amazement. My husband said he was so surprised that there were so few people in the room. He was expecting all kinds of people with gloves on, hands up, standing by. Yeah. At 19 hours, I had done it, birthed my beautiful baby girl. 
Lily Cecile with hypnobirthing. And I was so proud of my husband and me for working together to bring our baby into the world. Yes. It would never have been possible if Jan hadn't suggested it to me. I am so thankful, grateful, and lucky I had her in my life as my midwife. And of course, my husband. Now, fast forward 17 years. Next month, Lily will be 17. Jan is still practicing in our town and I still work with her. Oh, so cool. I know. I also had the pleasure of having her as one of my preceptors in CNM Clinical. Mm -hmm. I do have another birth story I will share at a later time, my second birth. Oh, please send it. Yeah. Thank you, Christina and Megan. I hope it's written okay and not too long. Never too long. Kisses, Tammy. Oh, Oh, love love it. Thank you so much, Tammy. Yes. It's a lovely birth story. Yes. It's really great. And really cool to hear about hypnobirthing. Yeah when it works yes and the reason it worked is because you took it seriously and you listened and you practiced and even though it sounds hokey pokey to like practice you have to do it it. and when it works it is just an amazing sight to see it's a really witness it's so cool it's really really neat yeah it's powerful to kind of witness yeah yeah All right. So we have another story from Miss Becky. Um, She says, birth story number two. This is the birth story of my second born baby. Uh, Tammy got me going. My nose is running down. (laughs) Um, So this is the birth story of my second born baby, our surprise gender baby. We had moved out of Alaska during COVID. I joke that the reason we moved back was so that I could have Christina. What? Becky, way to make her cry in the first paragraph. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I joke that the reason we moved back was so that I could have Christina deliver my baby. People give me too much credit. Um, we moved back with one month to spare. So uh, sweet. Oh, no. And um, if you remember her first birth story, I was I'm just so blessed that I was able to catch her second yeah. baby because her first birth story, she had the yes. Kim Kardashian yes. <laughs> and a, um, a cesarean. So yeah. with my first, pre- oh, here she is. Yes. Uh, with my first pregnancy, I chose to be induced at 40 weeks. So I wasn't sure what was going, uh, what going into la- labor naturally would look like. I was all set to be past my due date. I had my parents flying in the week I was due and staying for two weeks. The baby would definitely be here by then. I woke up at 1.30 on Monday in the morning with what felt like contractions. I was due in two days. I got up, emptied my bladder, drank some water, got back in bed, wondering if they would go away. After about 30 minutes of laying there, I started timing them. They were coming about um, every 7 to 10 minutes. I decided to get up and move into the living room. I tried not to wake Nate up yet, just yet. I moved around and tried some spinning babies things. Oh, good for you. My last baby decided to be coming face first, and I was trying to not have that happen again. I bet you had some fear. Oh, yeah. Like. I totally would. Yeah. That would be like the only thing in my mind, probably. Yeah. Around 3 a.m., I woke Nate up to help me do some of the positions, like sideline release. He looked like a zombie. (laughs) He told me later that he had just fallen asleep when I came to wake him up. So much for letting him get rest. (laughs) My contraction stayed consistent, and by 5 a.m., I decided to check my cervix. (laughs) Oh, did you do it? Yes, I did that. Oh, my gosh. It was not easy. No, girl, I know. No, it's not easy. Did you try? I sure tried. I'll share it with my story. (laughs) 
I did. Multiple That's times. great. I just love it. I determined, um, I determined I was about four centimeters. My last labor progressed pretty quickly for a first time mom. So I decided to give Christina a call. I was GBS positive. So needed to get some antibiotics before the baby came. That's two people with GBS positive yeah. in the story. We called our friends who were on call to take Evelyn, our almost two-year-old. The drive from North Pole to Fairbanks to drop her off was uncomfortable to say the least. Yes. We got to the hospital around 6 a.m. My contractions had spaced out with all of the excitement. It's like themes in these stories. Yeah. Today. Yeah. And we didn't do that on purpose. No. Yeah. I was admitted to the L&D and got settled in our room. I was excited and nervous. I was hoping to avoid a... Um, C-section this time. Within an hour or so, I started contracting regularly again. I tried to keep mobile, sitting on the birth ball, slow dancing with Nate. I had a weird focus on the time. Now, I don't really remember what happened at what time, but I kept looking at the clock. Maybe it was par in part due to the fact that my parents were flying in that evening. Oh. I thought to myself that I probably would have the baby in time for Nate to go to the airport <laughs> around 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh sweet Becky. Well, this labor did not progress as steadily as my first. I had this awful pain that can only be described oh. as my pubic symphysis being ripped apart with oh. each contraction. Yeah. I remember saying to Nate that the contractions would not be so bad if it wasn't for this pain. Oh. I think somewhere between six to eight centimeters, I had Christina break my water. It was around 3 p.m. and I was not feeling like I was making progress. I got in the shower. I remembered last time that it was what helped me get through to the last bit of pushing. Um, I, or, uh, I remember last time it was what helped me get through the last bit to get to pushing. Yeah. yeah. I stood in the shower for a long time. It again was a miracle washing down my body and dulling the pain. I started feeling pushy. So I decided to get out. Christina checked me. She confirmed that this baby was not trying to come out with its face first. Oh, thank goodness. But I still had a lip of cervix left. I was miserable. I tried different positions until I ended up on my knees in the bed, leaning, leaning over uh, the upright head of the bed. I just hung there for probably 30 minutes. <sighs> my contractions lessened and I fell asleep between them. I was another. I know, seriously. Yeah. I was exhausted and these brief moments of sleep felt amazing. It's so crazy it really is. how like moments. I know. Just a few seconds. Yeah. Just feel rejuvenating. In yeah. This time. I didn't want to ever move ever again. I started feeling pushy and this time it was time. I started pushing, laying on my back in that classic push, pushing position. Nate was there to help hold my leg and gave me water and cheer me on. But between pushing, he was frantically texting friends to get yeah. my parents picked up from the airport yeah, and to our house. How she was going to get yeah. parents. I pushed and pushed. It felt like forever. I told Nate that I took the easy way out last time with a cesarean. Oh, girl. You didn't. You didn't. I kept looking at the clock, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, an hour mm. and a half. Christina and all of this encouraged me to try different positions. I absolutely did not want to move. None of this felt good. At some point, I was pushing on my side. I was so tired, and I felt that this baby didn't ever want to come out. Finally, the baby was crowning and crowning mm. and crowning. I knew exactly what yeah. it looked like down there. <laughs> this horribly tight perineum uh, that was bulging 
out just ready to tear. Mm -hmm. Nate was going to catch the baby with Christina. So he was down there, gloved up and winning to the side. I started to lose it. One of my mm. former co-workers came in, looked me in the eyes, and told me to mm. focus and get it together. Oh, I love that. I needed that. Yeah. A few more pushes, and the head was finally out. Christina removed the cord from around the neck, and Nate helped guide the baby out and onto my chest. Wow, what a relief. I didn't know um, if Nate had checked, so I hiked up a baby leg. Ah. <laughs> We had another baby girl. She was so perfect. Nate and I were just in awe of this sweet baby. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Nate, seeing firsthand the grit it takes to push a baby into the world, conceded his name choice to mine, and Lily was added to our family. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so sweet. So sweet. I'm so glad she got the delivery. Yes. Kind of healing after a traumatic birth. Yeah. So I think, um, do we have time for one more? You think? Yeah? Do it? Maybe next time? Maybe next time. Megan's just looking at me. Like, she's looking at the clock. She's looking at me. <laughs> I don't know. We should have set a timer. We didn't. I think it's probably okay. We'll save this one for next time. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. We'll save it for next time. Okay. Y'all. Thank you for your beautiful birth stories yeah, today. so lovely. And you made me cry again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so a running joke now. Yes, it is. It is. So I'm, don't forget to send in your stories. Yeah, send in your so stories. People can hear and be yeah. inspired. Um, your veggie tales, mm -hmm. your birth ventures, your mishaps, all that stuff. Titty tribulations. Yep. I still love that one. It's mm -hmm. a good time. <laughs> you can send them in at www.theaos411.com. And don't forget to like, follow, review. Mm -hmm. And when you review, use your words if you yeah. don't mind. It just really, one, gives us encouragement and, and you know, helps us know, know that on we're the right on the right track. Or um, give us suggestions if you have any. Um, and we just thank you all for supporting us. Yeah. So we hope you feel enlightened today. Bye. Bye.